0: Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. This is episode 230. We are in Genesis chapter 11, the Tower of Babel, or Babel, dictionary says you can pronounce it either way, so just flip a coin. And we're winding up our studies on early Genesis, and if you're just tuning in for the first time, you're thinking, what in the world are they studying Genesis for in a radio show devoted to biblical prophecy? And I realize that we have maybe lost a few folks when we launched our study in the early chapters of Genesis. I mean, if I said we're studying Revelation, get a lot of folks, or we're studying Paul's epistles to the Thessalonians, oh yeah, that's where the Antichrist and the raptures supposedly talked about, or about what Jesus' end times teachings in the Gospels, yep, get a good crowd for that. Now the early chapters of Genesis. What? (laughs) The reason we're here is because the early chapters of Genesis give us one of the best, what I would call, 3D pictures of the end of the world, Isaiah chapter 46, verses 9 and 10 could kind of summarize what we've been trying to do in this series. Remember the former things of old. For I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Declaring the end from the beginning. We can see the end in the beginning. Now, most Christians today, if you ask them, you know, what has caused the world to end in such a terrible state that it is? What's what's gone wrong? And they would properly turn to Genesis chapter three, the fall into original sin, but to limit your understanding of what's gone wrong with the world of Genesis, to Genesis 3 in isolation from the other chapters in early Genesis may limit your understanding of truly what's gone wrong in the world. Michael Heiser makes the claim, and I think he's right in making it, that Jews in the Old Testament times right up to and through Jesus' day would say that there are three major events behind what's gone wrong wrong with the world, and each of these three things that have gone wrong will reach a climax at the end times. The first, obviously, I've already mentioned the biggie, the fall into original sin, Genesis 3, and the end times, that sin will re-explode into a worldwide apostasy, okay? The second, and sometimes ignored or denied, are the fallen angels in Genesis 6, mating with women, producing the Nephilim giants. And why is this so important? Well, Jesus said in Matthew 24, 37, as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. So if we really want to understand the end times, We therefore really want to understand the days of Noah, what was going on, and I submit to you that very likely I'm not putting my infallible—I don't have an infallible stamp, but in any case, even if I did, I wouldn't put it on this, but it seems to me that Revelation 9, when the pit is open for these imprisoned spirits and the world returns to a period of profound darkness— Of course, under the illusion of enlightenment, this is all going back to the days of Noah and will come again to a darkening of the world as it was in the days of Noah. And then event number three for what's gone wrong in the world is Nimrod and the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 10 and Genesis chapter 11. And we find that Nimrod, is the prefiguring, the first prefiguring of the Antichrist in all of the Scriptures. There's many as you go through the Scriptures. There's many in contemporary history, but he was the first, and his kingdom began at Babel, Babel, and as a result, the empire of the Babylonian Empire, the first of the demonic world empires, was established there, and we find out as we get to the end of the book of Revelation, chapters 17 and 18, uh, mystery Babylon the Great really reemerges in the world. Why? Because of the same problems that was going on in Genesis. So in a certain sense, you're not gonna really get a very good perspective on the end times apart from these events, these three events in early Genesis. Now, what I'd like to do today begin with, we want to focus on Nimrod, because he's your picture, your 3D picture of what the Antichrist is going to be doing, and his connection to Genesis 6. Uh, St. Augustine, in his City of God, which uh, chapter 20, by the way, is loaded with an outline of prophetic understanding of the Scriptures, he makes the claim that Nimrod was the founder of Babel and the Tower of Babel. Uh, He was the inspiration behind it. He just makes the statement, he doesn't develop the claim why. Now, I'd like to connect Nimrod with what went on in Genesis chapter six. Going back to Genesis six and verse four, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days and also afterward. Now, this phrase is uh, debatable, say the least, and also afterward, but it could mean that after the, the days mentioned specifically in Genesis 4, could have the same problem afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. Now, the Hebrew word behind the word or words, mighty men, in Hebrew, is gibberim, okay? Now, this is something you need to pay some pretty careful attention to. Let's go and now read about Nimrod, Genesis chapter 10, starting in verse 8. Cush became the father of Nimrod. He was the first on earth to be a mighty man, gibberim, Giberim, Genesis 10, verse 8. Giberim, Genesis 6, verse 4. And it says he was a mighty hunter before the Lord. The beginning of his kingdom was Babel. So you have here a revolt against God, uh, first led by Satan in the garden, fallen original sin, then the fallen angels and the Nephilim in Genesis 6. God extinguishing as much as possible of that. We do know they reappear because in the book of Numbers, when the spies go into the unholy land, they find, again, gibberim, uh, giants of great stature, and the Bible doesn't tell exactly how they got there after the flood, and there's different suggestions how that may happen. I'm not convinced of any one of them, so I'm not going to mention any one of them. But there is a work of the probably fifth or sixth century coming from Syria by a writer called Pseudo-Dionysius, and I hate the myself the kind of prefix pseudo. It wasn't the Dionysius that was mentioned in the book of Acts. He wouldn't have been living in the fifth or sixth century, but... It was like I wrote a prophetic novel and I would just say it's by Ezekiel or uh, John the Baptist or something. And I, you know, you would probably pick up that I wasn't Ezekiel of the Old Testament and uh, trying to keep from getting my mailbox blown up or something. And But he basically just has a very brief statement that the giants were the one behind the building of the Tower of Babel. Now, the point of this and the importance of this, because again, Genesis is protology giving us a preview of eschatology. And this isn't just individuals uh, basically uh, rebelling against God, you know, two individuals, Adam and Eve, but you're talking about an entire secular civilization was grouped together by Nimrod. God's will was for the families on earth to disperse, and they collectivized themselves to form a—well, it really wasn't a secular civilization, it was an antichrist type of civilization, glorifying human achievement. The very top of the Tower of Babel was supposed to be the gate to the gods, and it was basically a celebration of uh, mankind, a very arrogant attempt. And— but it's showing that what went on in Genesis chapter 11 after the flood, that entire societies can and will be corrupt at their core. And we have lived through Western civilization, particularly, since the time of Christ, you have the early church that was persecuted to no end. Um, then, basically, you have the conversion of the emperor, the eventual transformation of a pagan empire into a Christian one, and by a Christian empire or a Christian civilization. I don't, by any means whatsoever, saying it was a perfect utopia. It wasn't, but it was certainly Christianized, and that laws and outlook was reflected by God's revelation, and people in an imperfect way at least tried to follow the perfect way. But this is not what went on at Babel. It was an entirely corrupt attempt that will re-emerge at the end of time. This is what Benedict the 15th, not the 16th, but the 15th said in July of 1920 on the anniversary of Pius the ninth declaration of St. Joseph as the patron of the universal church. he says, the advent of a universal republic, which will simply be Babylon re-emerging, the Tower of Babel re-emerging, the universal republic, which is longed for by all the worst elements of disorder and confidently expected by them, is an idea now ripe for execution. From this republic, based on the principles of absolute equality of men and community of possessions, will be banished all national distinctions, nor in it would be the authority of the father over his children or the public power over the citizens or God over human society. If these ideas are put into practice, there will inevitably follow a reign of unheard terror. Now, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says in section 57, that the division into many nations was basically an act of grace because it would limit the pride of humanity. But at the end, we do know that humanity's pride will re-emerge. And even in our day, I mean, look in the back of the dollar bill, the new order of the ages, or Henry Kissinger's prominent editorial in the Wall Street Journal saying that the coronavirus effort However vast and necessary, must not crowd out the urgent task of launching a parallel enterprise for the transition to a post-coronavirus world order. Uh, There's people advocating great resets, but Pope Benedict XVI said, anyone who claims to establish the perfect world is the willing dupe of Satan. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 230 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.